Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alba, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Well, it has definitely been an emotional roller coaster for me. I've been getting super. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> These past few days, um, I believe I'm about. Let's see. <clears throat> I'm about a month or so into rehab. And. Oh, God, what can I say? It's been wild. <laughs> My emotions are like, oh, God, I can't even recollect them. Yesterday, I just like went around the house, moping around, and my husband actually came and was like, hey, is something wrong? And I'm like, actually, uh, no, nothing's wrong. But I was just so annoyed. <laughs> annoyed with everything that wasn't going on. Um, communication is necessary communication is a necessity and I just sometimes you just don't have the effort you know sometimes you just don't have the effort to like, explain um, your feelings <laughs> which you kind of have to to your partner to be honest in order to have a good relationship but that's definitely something I gotta work on too to be honest because I didn't want to tell my partner how I was feeling. <laughs> I just wanted them to know. I just wanted them to read my mind. And I know that's stupid. Because that's impossible. But. <sighs> we all kind of think that way though. We always have that like. Just that one thing where you're like. Man you should know this. You should know this. You know. But the fact is. No one will actually know what you're thinking. Unless you tell them. <sighs> Or at least feeling, unless unless you tell them. And I don't know. I should. I guess instead of like walking around the house being pissy and you know giving people <laughs> an attitude face, um, I definitely should have you know said something. Um, but I didn't because. I was too emotionally tired. And I guess you can only learn from your mistakes, right? But it is definitely hard. Something that's hard for me is just opening up in general. I don't like to show much emotion. I don't like to, um, you know, I don't like to be shown that, hey, um, I have these particular emotions inside of myself. Why? I don't know why. I think it's because maybe when we're growing up or, like, going about our life, some of those emotions just have negative consultations. You know, like, some of those emotions have, um, I don't know. Like, for example, like, when you're a young child, let's say when you're growing up, you're starting first grade. You know, you learn, you know, don't cry so much. People don't like when you cry. Um, You learn, you know, when you're mad. You know, don't get aggressive. You learn that, you know, don't, as a woman, as an adult woman, I've always 
heard people say, don't be so clingy, you know? Don't be so clingy. Um, you know, that's not attractive. And there's a difference between being clingy and getting your meats net met. I can't even talk. <laughs> oh, too early in the morning. Uh, getting your meats needs met. Like, there's a difference between getting your needs met and being clingy, obviously. And I feel like a lot of us think that, you know, just because you stand up for yourself and you say, like, hey, this is what I need, that it's wrong. I, I feel that way sometimes. Like, last night, I was hanging out with my partner, you know, doing the romantic things, you know, uh, watching a movie, and I just... I don't know. Just wasn't feeling it. My partner was like, "What's going on? Like, you know, um, are you okay? Did I do something wrong?" And I felt bad because my partner honestly felt bad. He thought that he did something wrong, and I like was pissed off at him. Which, in the reality, I wasn't. I wasn't pissed off at him. I just wasn't getting what I wanted or what I needed in my life at the time. What I thought I needed in my life, and I just wanted. Them to lay down with me. (laughs) I just wanted them to hold me and, like, listen about my day. And they were tired, and I respect that. And I just felt hurt because... I wanted to talk to them about something, and they just seemed absent-minded. But they would have never known I felt that way if I hadn't said anything. And I didn't. And... That's kind of on me. Because it's really, it was really up to me to kind of, you know, uh, stand up and kind of ask him what I needed in my life. <laughs> and for some reason, we're just always kind of like, you know, shy to do that, at least for me. Um, I'm shy to say sometimes that I want <laughs> a hug from somebody. Or, like, some affection from somebody. I don't know why I'm so embarrassed by that, but I am still. Because it makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me feel like I'm reliant on somebody. And I I don't want someone to think I'm, like, that kind of person that's always relying on somebody else. You know, I want to be an independent person. I want to be a strong person. And independent people and strong people need, you know, help sometimes too. But asking for help is not something that I am comfortable doing. I know it's something that you have to do eventually in your life. But for me, it's just been always very hard to do that. Always. From the beginning of time. The other day in therapy, we learned kind of about... The attachment styles. And uh, you know the attachment styles are like um, secure attachment, um, avoidant, something like that. And it's it's kind of funny because uh, those are just general guidelines of like, you know, how some people have their, or I don't know, a general guideline of how to understand certain attachments. And... I actually have relearned and relearned and relearned these attachment styles over and over. Over and over again. Like, time after time. Um, because, you know, um, my major was in social sciences. 
So I've learned about those things over and over again, about detachment styles and, you know, how people behave when they're, you know, younger and how it affects you when you're older. All this random stuff, all this random psychology and sociology things. And it's interesting because sometimes when you learn about these things, even I remember I took a few classes in college about like drugs and addiction. And it's weird because you always go about your life and you learn about these things and you're like, oh, these are different things. These are things that, you know, happen to some people, you know, but they don't happen to me. I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know why human nature is like that. And even if you try to say you aren't like that, even if you try to be like, you know, I'm going to like sink in all the facts and, you know, try to think logically. Like, every time. I don't know if it's just a human trait or what. But we always think, like, something so crazy could never happen to you, right? And I think it might be just a protective mechanism. You know, a protective thing to be like, you know, so you're not living in your your life in fear constantly all the time. Because otherwise life would be pretty scary if you had that burden of knowing that all this crap could happen to you. <laughs> like, cancer, um get shot get killed you know like if you constantly thought about that all the time which for some people it's more prominent than others um like life would be pretty scary i think so maybe maybe it is a natural trait to be like oh that's not gonna happen to me you know i don't know but yeah i just like even the whole uh, like thing of marriage like we're getting Engaged For me, personally, in my life, I thought that was never going to happen to me. I never thought that I was going to be at that level in my life. Um, I never thought that I was going to be, you know, planning where to have a wedding. Where is the venue going to be? Um, what are you going to wear? Who are you going to invite? Are you going to have a bachelorette party? Are you going to do this? And... So weird how life kind of brings you to a spot and challenges you constantly. That's the beauty about life and the annoyance. And I think the reason why my emotions are just getting all over the place is because, honestly, sobriety is a weird world. Me, I I know about addictions. I've drank ever since I was 10 years old. I know a life of alcohol. I know how that goes. I know what you do. I know how you, you know, hang out with your friends. I know where you go to the store and buy these things. I know that, what to mix it with. I know what, you know, to bring out some of the flavors. I know what foods complement which drinks. I know what wines complement which meats. Like, my life had consistent of this thing for such a long time and now that I put it away or put it aside there's just kind of this general idea of coping like coping without it I know it's kind of dumb because it's kind of, it sounds dumb because it's like a physical substance but it's something that I lost and I just feel a little different without it you know I, my world is a little different. And so it's a challenge. A challenge for me. 
you know, to wake up and be like, hey, what are we going to do today? Like, the world is a wild, crazy place. And what are we going to do today about this? You know? And it's not an easy task. And I think it's good to, whenever something new arises, to remember that it's okay to be scared. Last night I was scared. I was worried. Because I was thinking about, you know, rekindling the romance with my partner, right? And I, honestly, before, when we were first into our relationship, um, we... You know, we would go out every once in a while. And it was fun. You know, we would go out and, you know, go to shows and drink beers together. And it was just honestly kind of tough to switch all of that. You know? It was just tough to be like, oh. You know? This is... Like, before, me and my partner, we used to just go out, you know, go out and have fun and dance together and, you know, do all these super fun, exciting things. And, um, now, I just have to find new things to do with my partner. And it's not as easy, (laughs) you know? It's not as easy to think of things, um, that y'all like to do sometimes. But, you know, life goes on, and you kind of have to just, you know, go with the flow. So, we'll see how it goes, y'all. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, sometimes I just, oof, sometimes I wonder myself, like, what, how, is this ever going to go, like, to normal? Is this ever going to feel normal? Is this ever going to be fine? Because I want a good life. I do. I want a good life. I want a good lifestyle. I want, you know, things. And I know I can accomplish them. And I know that this is just a small glitch in the matrix. (laughs) Like a small, like, hump that I need to get past. Is it easy? No, not really. (laughs) It's not easy. But I know that we can get through it together, so. Be patient with me here. And I appreciate everyone who is um, supporting me in my sobriety. I really appreciate y'all. I really do. And anyone who is also, you know, battling through sobriety and addiction and all those fun levels of life. um, Just know, you know, you're not alone. I also want to apologize kind of for my attitude in my last podcast. I was just like, uh uh-uh. I was all over the place. Um, just irritated in general, to say the least. I just, I... You really do discover a lot about yourself. That's all I have to say. You discover a lot about yourself when you're put in vulnerable, vulnerable situations. (laughs) And... 
Yeah, I, I learned, one thing I learned about myself is I really don't like, like, getting told what to do. I don't feel like feeling vulnerable. Nobody does. And sometimes it's something that you gotta confront. So I don't know what you're gonna confront today, but no, just to take a deep breath, you can do this. We can do this. And I really appreciate all of you. And I hope that everyone has a great, great day and safest of travels. Thank you.